Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Kashif Booth podcast. If you're new here, each week I sit down with a guest and we discuss their career so far, the highs, the lows and what's next for them. Today's guest is Kadeem Ernell. We've known each other since 2003, so that's when I was 11. He was what, 12? Year 12, he was in year 8. We went to um, the secondary school called BTG, aka Bishop Thomas Grant, aka we got bullied and called Batman Training Ground. That's another story and we won't even get into that. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to the second half of season two, guys. So if you remember in the first half of season two, I was interviewing all black men in film and TV who are my peers, who I've met abroad because if i'm gonna keep it real it was cheap and easy it was over zoom so i was like okay let me just hit up all my contacts in america and canada now we're out of the pandemic ish i have money so i can afford a studio and here we are with kadeem so kadeem welcome to the show thanks for having me bro um yeah this is great i've actually been listening to a few you have oh thank you thank you good man you're Bro, you just transcend every time. <laughs> every, every moment, like, you're just always just perfecting and just getting better at your craft, man. And it's just great to see how diverse you're taking this whole industry, like, your vision, where you intend to go, how you're going to get there. Like, you've got it mapped up in a way that I can only just applaud you for it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, you know, I mean, I had to have you on the show. I mean, I'm, like, one of your mentors and it's crazy <laughs> basically and like it's crazy because it goes back so far because i remember when you reached out to me i think like i think it was like 2015 Around that time. Yeah. yeah and i remember i was like okay cool i'm going to keep you posted and i'll let you know stuff but then it's weird because that was a transition period for me because yeah. at that point i had been i'd done projects on and off for like uni and stuff but that doesn't count You're just kind of trying to find your footing but it wasn't until 2016 where I was like, I want to make do this properly yeah. as a company and stuff like that. And so I needed people. So I had worked in the TV industry for only like 18 months at that point and had a lot of experience working in factual and scripted. And so I was like, OK, I want to do this by myself. So I was like, OK, oh, Kadeem has kit. Let me hit him up. And then you had Sasha and that's how we worked together. And then we shot that Nate and Jamie pilot. <laughs> and that turned into that wasn't even supposed to be a pilot it was literally just supposed to be a sketch and then it turned into something turned so into something. yeah i remember <laughs> when i approached you well before leading up to me coming and saying hey i want to get involved like i was starting to see your work and see how you were getting involved with all of these other things and i remembered you back in school remembered <laughs> you back in college like it was yeah. always the same um area you were always in media you're always with a camera you're always with a bunch of people trying to do something creative and it was one of those things where i would watch from a distance do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um because you know mutual friends and all of that but as you get older as you move on with your life like those connections fall away do you know what i'm saying but it's nice to always have that idea or that sense of ah oh, i remember kashif and when kashif was doing that thing he was a great guy do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and now that i see him doing more things i'm developing an interest in it myself who am i going to go to but an expert or someone who has that bit more experience than myself and who i can gain some nuggets from some information and just build from there you know because you know it gets to a point where you're just like you're 18 plus you're trying to find your footing as you said and really early on you figure out it's a connections thing you know who you know 
almost kind of determines how far you'll go. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah, so I <laughs> remember then on a little bit, but um, yeah, I remember when I was seeing all the stuff he was doing, like the things that he was posting on Instagram and stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, cool. Um, at the time, me and Sasha, you know, Sasha is like he's a comedian. Yes. Total, total <laughs> comedian, and I'll tell you, there's so many stories behind closed doors me and him just busting up and i was just like one day you know what now nah, man this is too funny for just we can't be the only two like getting jokes out of this like we've got to try and take it somewhere so literally i remember it was august 2016 literally just jumped on youtube one weekend and was like how do we start a youtube account <laughs> created a youtube channel like did like a really basic like um logo it wasn't even basic actually a good friend of ours graphic designer put together a wicked piece his name's itu maliki so if you're listening bro shout out great 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 creator as well um so he gave us that little bit of an edge we felt all right cool we've got a professional looking kind of you know logo we're kind of trying to build our identity and figure out what we want to do and stuff and bro we comedy is hard very comedy is hard it's hard to write it's hard to direct it's hard to get right you know what i'm saying and especially when you don't yet know what kind of audience your form of comedy is going to attract do you know what i'm saying so there's so many questions there's so many difficulties there and you know we tried a few things we did like a, our first skit um which is how I met Benita and got introduced to her. Um, she played my love interest. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were sitting down on the couch and then the idea was that, you know, your girlfriend goes to the toilet. <laughs> and then when you go to the toilet, <laughs> the seat's up. <laughs> You're just like, well, why's the seat up? That doesn't make any sense. Um, total flop. Uh, but it was a great example and a great first step to getting better, you know, and... You know, you, you have to, even then, even when you're starting, you realise how many things just aren't going your way. You know, you get the camera, but now you've got the camera, now you've got a problem with lighting. You get lighting, now you've got a problem with sound. You get sound, now you've got a problem with that. It just carries on and carries on and carries on. And then when it boils down to it, it's like, well, what is it that we're trying to do here? Why are we trying to create this piece? What is it for? And when you remember those things and remember how important those things are to you, that's the thing that pushes you and drives you to get better, to go further, to make sure that you can leave. You know, when we go on to talk about, you know, projects that you and I have done and been involved with, like, difficulties arise tenfold than when you started. Like, it doesn't get any easier, not at all. Um, but yeah, man, I remember we sat down, we went to South Bank. Yes, <laughs> I remember, yes, yeah, we yes. To, I was literally telling, um, so... In my day job, I, I work as an IT analyst, but I've also got apprentices now. And um, so there's that mentoring element being applied in other areas of my life, which is great. And I was literally talking to one of the apprentices yesterday about projects that we've done and like gone to watch a few bits. And mm. they saw Uncle Felix, they saw some of the episodes, <laughs> yes. they watched the vlog, they saw the first episode of South Beast, mm -hmm. and it was like, yeah, this is actually pretty cool, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and they found it interesting that there but yeah i just remember we sat down there. it was a really quick conversation as well yeah i don't remember we really spoke about the ins and outs or anything no i think i was just saying like this is what i want to do mm. this is how it's going to be this is what i'm going to shoot and this is what i need of you and just kind of like letting you know just 
and I think I wanted to break the ice. Yeah. We had not spoken. Yeah, in a while. You, I mean, people think, oh, you got people on social media. You double tapping on a picture doesn't mean you're staying in content. Like, even I think we went to school together at college, but the difference is, is that it ended up being just a you're right kind of thing, and you move <laughs> on and do your and move on and just live your life in it. Yeah. So we hadn't really spoken like that properly. So it was just about, hey, what's going on and. Yeah, and then kind of go from there. And it's funny you mentioned about how comedy is so hard. I mean, you saw kind of what I do with Nate and Jamie. Yeah. I think with Nate and Jamie, for those who don't know, the character called Nate, I knew the actor for a long time. And so for me, it was very easy for me to know how to write for him. So right. I knew that he would be able to deliver the punchlines mm -hmm. in a way of how I could just like deliver it to him and direct him in a way and say okay this character is slow and dim-witted and then the way how samuel don't cuss me but the way how he <laughs> he processes information sometimes you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, and he'll and the way how he's very extroverted in his way of making sure he says what he says <laughs> at all times you know i knew he'd be able to deliver it in the way i wanted to and my audience i knew was gonna be young black boys who were like 16 to like maybe 21 yeah. so i already knew that target audience mm -hmm. but that's just my experience because i knew where i wanted to target right. and take it but for you it was definitely a point of understanding how the industry works how you're gonna who you're gonna write to what your audience was and that's what you did you did sketches on instagram mm -hmm. you did sketches on youtube and then you built like that i mean i loved your sketches uncle felix <laughs> my favorite one of yours also was that time where i think sasha was like a model and you was trying oh, to yeah, direct it that <laughs> i tell you that i watched that so many times because it was so funny and like that's what i mean we love seeing that and yeah as my exec producer we were always like pushing you guys because we yeah, saw your potential right, right. and we just wanted the best for you to just kind of learn and grow like that and you did and you did and as I think about, it's been so long now because yeah. we started shooting Nate and Jamie in November 2016. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so, and that took ages to shoot as well. And it was so good just to watch you guys learn and grow. I could see the director in you coming through and I could see the DOP and Sasha coming through. And then just even seeing you guys mess about. I remember you, I remember one post you made and I, I think I threw shade at you on your comments because I knew you were trying to be like those Instagram models. Who are you? You mean oh. like some tank top and it was snowing oh. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. We was in Manchester. Yeah, and I was like, was but the cinematography was amazing. <laughs> and I was like, what is this guy doing? But it was so good. Yeah, people thought he was in another country. Really? You know, literally some any town in Manchester. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Exactly. But I remember that comment. I, I, I was like, ah, oh, it kind of hurt me a little bit. But it was sick, though. It was, it was sick. But it was sick. And that's the thing. And I, we watched as you guys just grew. Mm. And, you know, so where did the passion come from? Because I know you guys were saying that, like, you know, you just were sitting around joking and you could see the potential in this. But what took it from sketches to doing your award-winning now South Beast web series? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, again, like, so it just comes back again to just my relationship with Sasha. Um, Sasha was like, this is my brother, you know what I'm saying? And any time that I would spend with him, we'd either be playing on a console or watching a movie 
and like commenting over that movie, like making a comedy, like even during an action film, or like we saw <laughs> something ridiculous in a comedy film, like we'd start to question, like, what are these directors doing? Like, we make jokes like that and stuff, and you know, we joke about it and be like, oh yeah, we're gonna do our own stuff and it's gonna be way better than that. And it was always just talk, but ultimately it got to a point where, you know, after our first experience being on set with you on Nate and Jamie, like, because we didn't know what we was going to do. Like, anytime we said, all right, guys, I need a camera here, boom, like, and we'd ask the question, mm-hmm. so, is this how you want it? You know, is this... Yes, I remember that. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the way you want me to hold up? Is is this set up good enough for you guys, you know? Like, because I'm looking at it as I'm a total novice in this area, you know, but my intention is to get better, and the only way I'm going to if I apply myself in that field you know and that might mean I need to do something that maybe I think someone else could do or you know I can't see why that would be important but you know I'm that guy where you know when you're watching um, Karate Kid and Mr. Miyagi is like wax on wax off (laughs) and you don't realise like why it's important for you to do those things Mm -hmm. until later on and you can just style everyone up Mm -hmm. the way that you want with finesse total and utter finesse and yeah so we got really excited I was hella excited after that day shoot like we talked about everyone and we were just like yeah like Kashif's planning the next one he wants to do more like he wants us to get involved like yeah 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 and it was fun you know being on set actually meeting people who have like-minded interests Mm -hmm. you no matter what position they they are playing in that project or that piece you get to just understand people for who they are everyone's you learn about other people's goals other people's ambitions and you quickly figure out that you know there are other people who you can build with you know and that was a the quickest interpretation or the quickest lesson i learned about you know understanding that you can't do this thing by yourself for those that are fortunate to be able to do it with either themselves or a very small group of people, congratulations, you know? But when I see just the amount of work that a small collective have to do, for one person, for me, that's too much. And I'm gonna burn myself out before I even get 1% of the way on my journey, do you know what I'm saying? So I was just at a point where, you know, after we saw the shows that you've done and I think after we'd done the first season of Nate and Jamie we were talking about doing a more serious piece yeah. of work that mm-hmm. was coming up um, <clears throat> excuse me Newlyweds no it was Ooh. Imperfect, Imperfect after that yeah Imperfect with um, yeah Lauren and Abby Abby at the time what was happening um, in like me and Sasha's personal life was um, Sasha's sister she felt pregnant um, and that was a whole situation and she wasn't getting the support that she needed. Um, I was probably a part of that to an extent, um, but you know, I remember having a really candid conversation with her and, and she really bared herself mm-hmm. with me and I went away and I, I, I was feeling, I was feeling real conflicted real conflicted and I was just like well man I can only ever speak from a man's perspective I can never ever know what it's like for women of any background in any lifestyle situation do you know what I'm saying because things happen and they happen to everyone it doesn't matter what class of person you are do you know what I'm saying and I probably went away and I had to think 
and I like to watch really deep stuff, you know, even if it's funny, even if it's like an action comedy or whatever, like if it's deep, it's got a message behind it, I want to know. If there's an awkward character in that show, I want to understand why that character is awkward. Mm-hmm. Why is it relevant for the audience? Because that's what we are. When we watch this stuff, we are the audience. Why is it important for us to see or not see certain things when we're watching stories or when we're watching films or television or anything like that? Like, there's a reason for it. So, I mean, yeah, I went away and I wrote a monologue. And that's the monologue you hear in episode one of Southeast. After I wrote it, sat for it for a little bit and I can't lie I felt really proud of myself because I mean we went to school we went to college together but me academically it wasn't until I got to college that I started picking things up do you know what I'm saying like I had to redo my English like mm-hmm. I had to pick up like a level one before I could do a level two and then right. a level three do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so I then understood the value of alright cool if I put in the work when I need to put in the work things will happen just like they happen for everyone else you know because I in a way I was lazy in that regard um so yeah I, I was feeling real proud of myself about this piece and um after a while I was like I think I want I think I wanted to read it um so you know I, I proper like planned it out I was like you know I'm gonna go and prepare because I don't know how she's gonna take it if she's gonna feel offended potentially or anything like that and she read it and she loved it you know and we spoke more we spoke even more in depth than we did the time before you know and you know she said to me like Kadeem this is really good like I think you should do more with this do you know what I'm saying and I was like really (laughs) she was Cause I didn't know where to take it and she was like yeah no you could really do more and you know like it was it was just it was so warming like I, I will never ever forget those conversations with her because without her South Beast couldn't have even happened you know so she's she probably doesn't even know how big of an important part she played in the whole bringing together of that and if she's listening as well thank you thank you thank you thank you um it opened doors for healing it opened doors for growth it opened doors for experience you know and that's what life is about man so yeah uh long story short after that i kind of got to thinking well what can i do and i started thinking about elements that we faced when we were on late, the set late and jamie like issues with you know where the direction of the story was going um cast all of that who are going to get to do this sort of stuff what's going to happen if things fall through like all of this stuff was already running through my mind and then on top of it I was like well I want to do more but I've written this from a perspective of a woman and I'm no woman do you know what I'm saying so the only way I can really get the best out of this is to involve women that's when Benita came mm-hmm. into the mix so um, and that was through Sasha. Sasha was like, yeah, Benita, she wants to get involved with the next thing. She doesn't even care what it is. She just wants to do it. And so we read the monologue. She loved it. And then it just took off from there. Weekly writing sessions every weekend, you know, that became a monthly thing. You know, still continue to work with you and your projects and stuff, getting better at the craft that we're going to potentially need at a later stage. And yeah, man. That's, that was that was essentially the birth. 
of Southeast. Wow. That's, I mean, I never knew, I knew bits of it, but I didn't mm. know all of that. So to hear that is really good yeah. because ideas come from somewhere. A lot mm. of people can walk around with ideas and it pops into their head, but a lot of the best authentic stories come from personal yeah. experience and stories. And it's like, I remember when you asked me to help you brainstorm for uh, yeah. Southeast. And I remember I met Benita that day and we had a good time that day. <laughs> and she's so funny as well. But it's like, we brainstormed such great yeah. ideas. And I remember watching the show and seeing some of the stuff we brainstormed mm, still in that like, all yeah. those years later. So it was really nice to have see that in there as well. And it's like, you know, I think I told you, how I came up with Nate and Jamie as well. That was through a story through Josh. Yeah. The, the listeners have heard that already. <laughs> but like, you know, but it just came from us, me, me and him having a conversation and then us being creatives, our outlet is to just let it out there and just kind of turn it into art. And that's yeah. what we do. And so that's what's really great. And I totally understand what you meant about, you know, you're not a woman, but we had to write from a woman's perspective. And so that was with Imperfect when I had that show. Mm-hmm. What I did was I knew what I wanted to do because I wanted to continue those two characters from yeah. Nate and Jamie and give them a voice. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know how was I supposed to do it. So I based, what's funny is that I based a lot of my conversations with girls in the show. Uh, for example, the third episode of Imperfect, that whole debate and conversation I have I literally had that with a friend oh. and I, and I, I showed it, sent it to her she was like what's wrong with you why did you do this and I literally but then I also binged and I, I watched Sex in the City for the mm. first time I watched a lot of female-led shows just to see the direction of what they were doing what were they talking about how can we like build a story arc from a woman's perspective because we're both men so like how are we supposed to do that? And that's how you build. And you've got to have that female input as well. Just vice versa, if it's about a man, you've got to have men in there as well. But then you've got to have a nuanced view because I'm always trying to say on this podcast and every in all my discussions is that we're not monoliths. So there's different sides to black men, what people don't see. And there's different conversations you and I will have, yeah. which a woman won't hear about, yeah. you know? So that's the difference. So it's good to hear. I think even on the back of what you're saying, and I think this is an important element that maybe a lot of other creators fail to share um, when asked how or what inspired you or allowed you to create the way you do. And a lot of it comes down to perspective. You know, the minute you start writing a book or creating a TV show or making music, you know, that comes from a place of what are the pros already doing? You know, when you're watching certain web series that Netflix have become really, really famous for, you know, and really well known for, like the production, and when you're watching these stories and you're starting to unfold the little bits, you know, why the color, why the lighting is mm-hmm. like that, why they've got it so misty, why they're wearing those particular outfits using those colors, you know, why are these characters behaving in a certain why is the camera moving? in a certain way, zooming in, creating all that. And these are things that I picked up from you originally. Honestly, it was only when you started to mention these things that me and Sasha actually went away, did some research. That's when Sasha Listen. totally leveled Yeah, up. Well, honestly, I will up, praise him up, all the time. Up, he, The way up. he just honed it in his craft is what is amazing consistent. to see. I'm telling oh. you, this guy, he, like, I would see him on a weekend, right? So I come on a Friday and I wouldn't leave till like Sunday, sometimes even the Monday. Right, and for four or five days, I would not see him or hear from him. <laughs> and every every Friday that I would arrive, Arkadine, oh, bro, 
I've been watching this online are, you know, this thing about light and why the, there's this thing called a tungsten light and See? there's this thing called this and there's a C stand and ah, oh, you know, when you use these particular colors and there's these filters, and I'm just like, bruv, but what time did you find <laughs> to, to do all of this and get all of this knowledge? And this was consistent. Mm-hmm. This was consistent to the point where I noticed a very dramatic change in the way he was performing and the things that he took interest in. And I was like, wow, bro, keep going. Do you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you're actually impressing me now. Like, I thought when we was doing this, we were just going to see where it would go, where it would lead. Not really have too many expectations in place, but man, the guy just took off. And when I saw how he was manoeuvring, I was like, man, I thought I was working hard. Or I felt like I was working hard, but this this guy showed me another level. You you showed me another level, you know. And so you just got to tap in. But I say all of this to say that yeah, we we go off of what we see. We look up to the actors who can bring those particular kind of characters to life. We look at you know um, the way that things are shot. So we take um, interest in people like Steven Spielberg. Um, uh, what's his name? Dude that wrote. Black Panther, Ryan... Oh, Ryan Coogler. Yeah, Coogler. Um, you know, you start paying attention to even the actors who then go on to produce or direct, you know, Ben Affleck, um, Jessica Gardner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the list goes on. Like, And, and when you, you tap into that and you, you start to dissect and go, ah, oh, I'd love to know how they did that shot, or ah, oh, I'd love to be able to do that, or ah... Oh, I think I might have done that a little bit differently. How can I try that? Get, pick up an iPhone, pick up a little DSLR, cheap, compact camera even. Exactly. And just literally just start. As you were saying about working hard and how Sasha worked hard, how yeah. you worked hard and you really honed in on your craft. It just kind of like this week... When we're recording this, you've got Kim Kardashian talking about get your ass up and work. Mm. A couple months ago, we had Molly May talking about 24 hours in a day and yeah. to get where you want to be. And it's like, I find that as a trigger and, and a pet peeve because you're telling people to work harder, but mm. we're working hard and we put in that work, but we're still waiting for that big break moment. Yeah. And it's like, we put in the work, but when you don't have privilege mm. and you don't have the connection to just put you in straight away, then that's where it stops you from getting to where you want to be. And especially when we're people of color, it's a whole nother ball game. You're trying to, cause the other day I saw this guy, he's a white filmmaker and he was saying on Twitter, yeah, this was my first film and it just went everywhere and did this. And I'm just like, huh? Wow. But then I have to remember, wait a minute, I'm black. So obviously yeah, 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 yeah. it's going to take, it's not going to be the same because the doors open to them are completely different to me. We're still trying to make sure we apply for schemes and get yeah. through here and there. But we have to also just recognize what we've done. Mm-hmm. So for you to be able to do, how many episodes of South Beach was it? 10? 10. Now, I remember when you came to me with South Beach and was telling me about it. Remember I told you I was petrified yeah. because I didn't want... <laughs> I was like, you was telling me to do like please, because I was like, because I was like, yeah, because I just didn't want you guys to just burn out and whatever. And then to see it pulled off, I was like, amazing, because like, I was having conversations with people and saying, oh, selfies, and they were like, oh yeah, I've seen it. So I was like, great, it's getting there, and that's the thing, like. 
everyone could see how good it was because I said to you before, and I said to you before, forget about the quality. Yeah. Doesn't matter as long as the storyline's there. That's what people care about. When you look at Issa Rae's um web series Awkward Black Girl, mm-hmm. the production quality is terrible, but the content was there, yeah. and that's what made it do well. The content for the first season of Nate and Jamie was there. Mm-hmm. Production quality, of course, I didn't have the money, but we built, yeah, and then you made it work, and you improved. So when you do season two. Mm-hmm. It's gonna look amazing anyway. Oh, I've really got it. See, Wired so it. so like, can you give us like what's next? Like season two, like what's going on with that? Because so it came out what twenty eighteen. Check out episodes one to ten, guys, on yes. Bad Raccoon Media yes. YouTube channel. Go plug. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, because it ca- it's been so long, and obviously the it's pandemic so has pushed things so back. Because it's been mm-hmm. like almost four years Definitely. since it came out. So what's the update? Definitely. So season two is very much still happening. Um, it's essentially something I spend every other moment of my day thinking about if I'm not writing or thinking about you know how I'm going to get some of these characters back maybe what new dynamics we're going to try and explore um, ideally we're going to be skipping ahead of time that much oh, I can nice. say so there will be a time gap um, and that's going to be to do with the pandemic because it is something that has affected lives um, forever, essentially, and it has been a part of history. So definitely incorporate that. I think that will help bring um, light to a few other topics concerning that whole area um, in and of itself. So that will definitely be happening. Um, so our characters are going to be a bit older. Um, majority of the cast will remain the same. Um, and the dynamics are going to be different, so we're actually going to be seeing and reintroducing the father Ooh. of the twins okay. back into the storyline. Yes. Um, things are changing, um, as well as the mother is not as squeaky clean as mm. she's been made out to be. Um, so she has got a very, very dark, dark past, which we'll be exploring. What are you planning to do next? Because you did everything so independently. You did it predominantly single camera, didn't you as well? Um, we had yeah, we had two cameras. Oh, okay, yeah, and you, exactly. Um, so what what's like your plan? Like, how do you want to do it differently? Because it's such a big show. I don't think people realize like listening. Like it's a big show. It's sci-fi. There's Listen, there was gangsters out here. (laughs) There was, like, explosions. They don't understand how big it was. That's why I told you I was terrified. I was like, please, like, uh, guys, just take it down a notch. (laughs) Because I I want you guys just to do it so well. Yeah. And I was like, and then I was like, I'm here if you need me. But then that's why that time when Yaz and I uh, visited on set, we were just, like, so proud of you guys because we was like, okay, you guys are pulling it off we don't have anything to worry about and you guys did it so like logistically what do you plan to do next like how are you gonna take it next level are you gonna work with new DOPs you're gonna get bigger crew how are you gonna fund it like what tell the listeners that because a lot of people always ask about funding but it's like logistically how can you still make something on a budget because season two of Nate and Jamie looks amazing mm-hmm. that still was done with no budget but I gained so much more contacts who were fans of the show and they wanted to help and do it better and mm. was able to just grow like that so how are you planning to do that like you mentioned already investing in more camera dop 
sound especially oh yeah because that anyway oh, look God. that's another conversation because <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to be that's cussing out sound guys but that one God yeah almighty. God almighty. that's all i have to say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sound yeah. is definitely something that is imperative um the the sound that we did produce was okay to a degree but i knew for a fact it could have been better and not even just that but I underestimated your comment when you said sound means a lot, mm -hmm. you know. I figured, yeah, we can figure her out, but... Oh, cool. I'll tell you a funny story, yeah. Because I remember when the day we came, me and Yas came to set that time. And I remember you had homegirl at the laptop and my guy with the boom. I think he had yeah. the boom. And then I didn't want to... Because we were just trying to support. We didn't want to take over. So I remember I heard a plane go by and I was like, uh, cut and she was like what would you mean I was like didn't you hear the plane she was like no 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 I didn't get it I was like yeah. nah that plane was loud well, after that yeah. that's when things okay. started becoming apparent but by the time we were ready mm -hmm. it was too late so um, we just had to tidy well I had to tidy up what I could so most of the editing pretty much all the editing you know the sound quality what little we used from these guys everything else was what we had recorded okay. from the camera or we'd recorded on an iPhone or recorded with the little sound task cam mm -hmm. that saved lives. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's what some things had to be um, redone. I had to ask for actors or performers to resubmit stuff as a voice note and then wow. had like but see guys that's ADR you, know like, you guys don't even know that's ADR yeah. and that happens a lot in the industry but for you to experience that now was good just so you knew how to sync it up and then do the sound design this is what people don't understand what all what goes into it but you know despite all of the, the setbacks you know because you will have setbacks performers don't show up yeah you know? and you've still got a produced piece because it's costing you to do this and you can't waste that time all that money you know, so quickly I just started to apply myself, man. Just like, hey, look, I either do not have it in me to do it, whether that be financially, whether it be because of time, whether it be because of availability of other things, but this is the material that I have and this is what I'm going to do with it. So I just found a way to finish. And as you said, like, it was just great for growth, you know, um, being proud of yourself when you know you've spent hours watching, mm -hmm. trying to figure something out. And then when it's like finally starts making sense, it's like you can do it in one, two, three clicks now, you know? Um, so, I mean, definitely DOP um, in terms of like bringing in better equipment. Um, my Sasha's always going to be that guy anyway, running that whole show. So yeah, that's, that's all covered already. Um, more so in terms of how I'm going to get the project going again is I do think, and this might be a bit of a cop-out considering, you know, and maybe for anyone listening wanting that advice, but really and truly it's better or I find it a bit more satisfying when you just put in your own for it. If it means that it takes you a year to save up that budget for you to be able to do that thing, then that's what you need to do because ultimately that's what's, what's going to lead towards you fulfilling what you need to do. A lot of the time we get caught up in, 
alright cool I've got this great idea I want to produce it but it's going to be too costly so uh, I'm either going to sell it to someone else that can do something with it or I'm just going to forget about it because it's too much no like still put in the work you know so I dabble in forex more constantly now than I have done in previous years because I understand it now and that as well has been a process a way of learning and there's no fast way if it takes you a year let it take you the year if it takes you five years let it take you that amount of time you know because ultimately you can say at that point I'm a step closer now do you know what I'm saying as opposed to being like ah who have I got to beg for funding I can't get no funding this that and the third and all of a sudden this project that you had people hyped about Mm -hmm. is forgotten and now people don't even ask you anymore why because you're not even pushing for it the way that you was talking six months ago mm-hmm. do you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so um yeah it will most likely be funded by myself so forex has become or it's becoming a definitely a consistent way of creating that income in a very short period of time so i will likely just be using those funds um to get it going and i think if anything else, once the project is complete, that's at the point where I'd maybe be looking for investment and stuff like that. So definitely will be uh, funded again. Um, we spend under, literally just under seven and a half thousand. I was going to ask you how much it costs. Mm, and that's about right. The budget for what I intend to have happen. <laughs> I know that I at least need to triple that value. Yeah. You know, if I'm gonna have any chance of getting close to the ideas that are in my head. And you made some good points because you're pushing what you saw me do, and I'm happy it rubbed off on you because mm. sometimes when you do independent film and stuff, people are always asking, "Oh, how do you do this? Or how did you do this?" And you've done all that, and it's like, yeah to get to where you want to be a lot of people who don't understand the industry or people oh you can get funding i can do this it's like no you need to build who you are first because when you get into those spaces you see how it's literally it's about who you know and it's about favoritism you know and hooking you up here and there and it's like when you see the people who get these great mentorships or these great funding opportunities they're already established people and they're just people who need another push to get them into the other spaces and that's fine and it's great that you want to help them in that way but where's the people who haven't even got a glimpse or a little just like just like a little tip bit of what they have achieved where's the support for those people and so you have to do it yourself you have to go and put in the groundwork i spend because i've done what the whole nate and jamie franchise listen <laughs> listen i still have to be, i still have to pay more money to be honest uh it's cost like to do nate and jamie uh imperfect and newlyweds it costs twenty eight thousand in total to do uh talia versus is not a part of that that's okay. but it's because i'm the exact producer of that so there's mm. other i part own that show with other people as well so i haven't had to put too much well i have put money into it but not to the not same to extent degree, which yeah. is great but that's the difference so you have to kind of put all of that into it and then you get to a point where i'm at now where i'm like okay i've done enough now yeah. i've done my web series i've had all the success i've done the short films now i'm just transitioning yeah. to a new phase of my career so it's like and that's the point where you 
reevaluate. So when you do second season of South Beast, it's going to be what it needs to be. Yeah. And then that will take you to the next point. And that's what you'll need. And it just go like that. It'll go from there because you, you did the first one and then you've got to do somewhere else because you've got to get in the room. Talia versus put us in the room yes. and having great discussions. And that's why we're doing what we're doing now. So... And then Newlyweds is just the wrap up yeah. and then we'll push that into the new rooms as well. So that's the stages you do next. And so speaking of next, what's next? So you've got South Beast. What are you doing next? What ha- what have you got coming up? Because they're going to um, give us wrap up time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so outside of that, um, Sasha, he's got another production company he's working with called Cesar Entertainment. Um, they dropped the third episode of a docuseries called cheat code um purpose is kind of in the title but it's actually blowing up right now it's getting a lot of um feedback and that's a project that i'll be involved myself in um i'm noticing that there are a lot more producing opportunities available so um you know after directing and doing stuff for south beast i found that you know i like the writing and producing aspects maybe a bit more um and the setups and stuff um and being kind of in the background so We've got at least four other projects that we've got finished. So um, one is another web series and we've got three other short films um, that we just need to get filmed essentially. So that's just where the funding comes in. I know that it's going to cost between 10 and 15,000 to do just the three um, short films by themselves. The series is going to cost a little bit more naturally. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm literally just growing the pot, growing the pot, growing the pot. The sooner it happens, great. But if it means that it takes a bit more time, it takes a bit more time. But ideally, yeah, I mean, in my day job, as I say, I'm mm-hmm. working with apprentices um, and training the IT and stuff. Anyone listening, if you're interested in a career in IT, <laughs> get in touch. Um, but yeah, and, and that's another thing that I'm enjoying. And that's also something I'd like to keep doing as well. So hopefully at a later stage I can afford to do less hours but still apply the same passion to what I love so um yeah projects coming out hopefully within the next year so again this is the year and last year as well is just a year for just growing um either whether that be working on more stories whether that be growing my funds whether that be you know going just partaking helping other people with projects that they want to do I've had a number of people come to me and say hey could you consult and just give me your feedback on this what kind of things can we look at and that's another thing where I'm just like wow you don't even realize how yeah. you plan to do one thing but so many other things transpire from it but that's really where I'm at right now um, yeah cool so where can people find you and South Beast Online where can they go so uh, we are mainly on Instagram, so as Bad Raccoon with two C's and two O's. Media um, is the same handle on YouTube, is the same handle on Vimeo. Um, we are going to start a Snapchat close to the time when we get more projects coming up. But that's essentially everything. Um, everything is linked to everything else. So if, if you go to Bad Raccoon Media, you will find my personal space. You will find Sasha. You will find other people mentioned like Demita um, and again just shout out to everyone listening I hope that there are some nuggets in here that people are picking up and applying and but the idea of messages just go out there and apply yourselves man 
Well, thanks, Kadeem, for coming on the show. Thanks for being my first guest in season 2B yes. of, of my <laughs> podcast. So, yeah, so thanks again, guys, for listening. You can follow me all my user socials, Kashif Booth, the Kashif Booth podcast, or Kashif Booth Entertainment. Stay tuned for new episodes coming soon. KBE. Yes. <laughs>